1: Hey, folks, this is Eddie Trunk from That Metal Show and Sirius XM Radio and lifelong Kiss fan. You are listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast
2: with Tom and Zeus. I get people
0: want a little bit of rock and roll. I get a few people want a little bit of rock and roll. Shout it out loud. <laughs>
3: all this time, I still use the outline was that just that just sounded like that bird sound and jerky boys they go down they go they swoop down, they swoop they go and they go go, like down like that they go they swing down like that. And they go, and they scare my horsey. And then my horsey, when he got scared, he booted me across the barn because he was angry with the birds. They're wild birds. They go, Ki-ar! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, we have a show to do. And here's the intro. Hello. Hey what's up there Kiss Army Tom and Zeus another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast We're up to episode 124 Tom This one Ace Frehley 1978 solo album
1: Boy I'm, I'm going to tell you right now I'm in a good mood right now Alright I'm, <laughs> mo- I'm, I'm in a good mood I'm in a good mood I'm a little tired so I'm a little slap happy But I'm in a good mood And uh, I'm very excited to talk about this album
3: yeah, I'm in a very tired mood, Tom We all are yep. Yeah, so it's that time of year, as all our listeners know I start going to all the NHL playoff games So first game, last year I didn't have that, I just watched But now, they are allowing a limited amount of people into the hockey games And I went yesterday, and of course, it's a weekday And of course, it's double overtime <laughs> And of course, I don't get home till like twelve thirty one o'clock it is what it is. Hockey is, is just, for me, it's it's um, it's it's up there along with kiss and importance in my life. And uh, I can't miss those things. However, I've been bothered by something, Tom, that we started to talk about off air. And you told me to save it. Save it. You, know, fa- yeah, you were like. Our favorite hashtag. Yeah. You were like, why aren't you talking about this? I'm like, okay, I'll finish the story then. So. I have to go to work and do some stuff in my office. I have to pick up my daughter from school around 2.30, get her dressed, and we're going to head to my parents because I was going to meet my nephew who I was taking to the game and leave my daughter to be watched by them. So I'm like, I got to get shit done by 2.30. I get to the office, do a, a bunch of work as I try to jam it through. But I'm on my DDPY kick thanks to chris jericho my ddp yoga which actually is work i feel better tom i feel healthy i can stretch i don't have to do like a math fucking theory to figure out how i'm gonna put my socks on in the morning without being in aching pain now for
1: our our listeners that's the diamond dallas page (laughs) yoga ddpy right
3: Yes. And it's like and it's and it's great. I yep. I started off with the fucking grandpa phrase, uh phase, so I can like slowly integrate myself into him. Like and I'm like watching the videos. I'm like, dude, if anybody could see that I'm watching the people like demonstrating what he's doing or like fucking like 90 <laughs> or or been like, oh. like people like major problems. And then me I'm like I got to start from the beginning. I need fucking simple shit. And I and it's been working, but the yoga stuff really works and like my I feel healthier. I Wake up I, like all this. so I have to get this workout out done before I go. I, I got to fit it in. So I don't eat like shit before I have to work out. I don't I don't even eat breakfast regardless. Yeah. Um so I have to get this thing. I come home around 12:31. I'm like okay, this is a half an hour workout. I got to get this in. Now I'm done and I called and I, you know, I came real close to the deadline. I'm like, shit, I got to pick up Thai, but I got to eat something. So I go to my fridge and I'm like, okay, well, I have, I have deli meat that I got from the supermarket. I'll make a quick sandwich, like an an Italian sandwich before I leave. Big mistake. (laughs)
1: Here we go.
3: So. So we got a little ham. Two we weeks got a little- ago
1: it was you puke, and now this week it's going to be something else. There we go. But so, adven- adventures in Zeus's gastrointestinal issues here.
3: So you know you got a little ham, you got a little um, uh, provolone, you got a little a little Genoa salami, not salami, Genoa salami.
1: So it's like Cole cuts, K, K-, yeah. K-, K-, K- U T Z cuts. First name Cole.
3: Yeah, a little bologna. No- <laughs> Right, (laughs) I mix it up and I'm like Let me put some spicy yellow mustard In here too I cut it up (laughs) Go pick up my kid And I'm like rushing to eat this fast Before I go to the school and pick it up Fucking chowing this down I'm telling you now 24 (laughs) (laughs) hours later All I can feel is like this fucking Burning in my chest All night I must have Burped like 500 times Between yesterday and today uh. <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck dude
1: <laughs> You need to see A gastroenterologist Because your pipes are just fucked up.
3: That's not <laughs> you, 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 the, 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 yes, it's true. It is true. It is true. Thank God we were forced to wear the masks in the game. The whole game, and that was great. The whole oh. game, I'm like, Bleh.
1: dude. And there is nothing worse than an Italian sub burp. You could fucking peel the paint off the wall with some of that. It's just like breathing fire. Oh. <laughs> You're sweating salami. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, my Z- God.
1: Zeus is watching the game with his nephews, to get the fucking Italian
3: meat sweats sitting in his seat.
2: Alright, listen. Stop eating cold cuts because it's seeking. It's coming through your pores. Oh, Alright? Okay. we Will do. <laughs> I
3: <It's> just got <laughs> this fucking... I got this uh, burning sensation when I burp. <laughs> You're sweating olive oil. <laughs> I'm like, I am never eating an Italian sub again. Especially not quickly. Yeah, I think that was the killer. And the spicy mustard did not help. And it's just still sitting here. The good news is I haven't eaten anything since that Italian sub that I wolfed down real quick at two 30. Cause I have no appetite. So maybe I'll just keep eating that oh, and then just not eat for a couple of days.
1: Be careful doing your yoga after this. You fucking be having accidents all over your friggin' living room floor. <laughs> Let
3: me do the stretch into downward dog. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. Oh my God, God, Almighty! Something is
0: wrong with you. You sick son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel
1: some... I, I, I pull, pull listeners. We're gonna need to pull like, <laughs> like. I mean, the explicit warning isn't enough. We need to do like some uh, an, an extra warning. Yeah.
3: <sighs> oh, Italian grinder. <sighs> oh, oh, you're gonna be burping up fucking oh. baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Hey height, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pew. So if you hear a loud interruption during this episode, you'll know why.
1: It'll be like Gene in the <laughs> extreme close-up video.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we thought a, a bum came in. It was ace. It was ace. Oh, oh. Man. Yes. So getting oh. back, steering the car back into the lane. As always, Tom, we always go back to last week's episode. What did we talk about last week? Last week, we played
1: Kiss Jeopardy with our friends, Sonny Hollywood Pooney and our buddy Tony from Restrained. And uh, we always go back to our Monday poll question, which was episode related. And this was based on one of the categories from Kiss Jeopardy. And the category was opening bands for Kiss. Uh, and of course, Twitter only allows four options. So we each went with Styx, Night Ranger, Bon Jovi, and Slaughter. And I have to say, you people out there who voted are fucking insane. Explain, <laughs> explain to me how Night Ranger comes in last out of this group. That is absurd. I knew Bon Jovi would win.
0: Yeah. It was kind
1: of, it was kind of close. Bon Jovi at thirty five percent.
3: Styx comes in second. How? I've seen Styx, I think at one of those concerts with like Tesla and some. I forget who played with them. O'Reilly Speedwagon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 24% for sticks, 22% for slaughter and night ranger at 19. That's just ridiculous, ridiculous. And then we, of course, we had a lot of write in votes for, um, for other, for other opening, uh, acts here. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people like liking slaughter and Bon Jovi. Th- th- those are the big ones there. Um, so that was interesting. I just couldn't believe that, that Night Ranger came in last. I thought I thought Night Ranger had a had a bigger following. Um, and of course, comments episode relate, a lot of people talking about how much fun they have with the game show episode yep. because they just get zany, they go off the track. You know, I, I'm always scoring zero on the Jeopardies because I friggin' bet everything and I get zero. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, lot, I was gonna ask you has yeah, anybody go ever got a final Jeopardy question right? Um I can't remember because they're always
1: ridiculous. Poony always comes
3: for three, and you're old for three too.
1: Yeah, because they're ridiculous, including this one.
3: Steve got yeah. They're
1: Um, the host. Yeah, including this one. Oh, uh, kiss animalize. What's the order that they're standing on stage? (laughs) Come on, Sonny. Come on, I love you, buddy, but come on.
3: (laughs) Sonny Poonie, what a piece of shit that guy is. (laughs)
1: Uh but no people commenting on the on the questions the categories praising Sonny for the creativity then people laughing at some of the the craziness of some of the questions. Yeah. So a a fun episode. We love the game show episodes whether it's Jeopardy or trivia or whatever. Are you a game um, show lover? Yeah, what do you mean game show lover? Well that isn't that what it says It says game show lover. No no no, it's none of this game show lover. Uh, I was calling about the ad
3: for our game show lovers. Yeah. Game show lovers? What's a game show lover? What are you talking about, game show lover? This, this is a application for all TV game shows. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean lover, right? It doesn't say lover. Well, that's what it says in the ad. No, it shouldn't say lover because I didn't print the word fucking lover. That sounds like pussy shit to me. What are you looking for?
1: Yeah, if you don't know what that is, go check out the Jerky Boys. Um, so, again, thank you to Tony for joining us in our, yes... We we don't like to say this, but thank you to Sonny for coming up with the creative categories and questions. So there's some Twitter stuff. Let's uh let's let's get what do we got for Facebook? We want to move on to some feedback from feedback here because we got a big episode here.
3: All right. So over on Facebook, Jack (laughs) Pinocchio.
0: (laughs) Dial a good old dar e vamma mevan jachar. Chet ke lo be shayoli iswa isle ne zeb shamana deena. Zikin ga pula wandazhi de be shuli La la la
3: be shivite pakala. We gumba nogala mara chajakata. I love these Jeopardy episodes because I get to play along too Only idea I have for these Could you make these a live stream Or at least upload the live recordings to YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I get such a laugh seeing your faces When Sonny asks the most unanswerable questions Haha, ha, great laugh with this one too Yep. Our buddy Kevin Jepson I love these shows Damn Sonny, great questions again I thought I was a Kiss fan, but I lost my shit listening to Tony's famous last words from Hide Your Heart. (laughs) Yep. Michael Anderson, another great one on the books. Great to hear. Poonhound, Gelato, (laughs) Zorba, and Tony from Restrain. And we keep forgetting to thank for who we keep forgetting to thank for the intro music on our album review crew episodes. Apparently that's his name. It's all in uh, quotes. Realize how little these guys know about all about our favorite band. Uh, and then Matt Wallace. Interesting episode. You forgot to ask one question, though. What smoke shows face does Sunny Bukaki oh, no! want to take part in a Bukaki fest on? <sighs> a. Bridget Fonda. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. See, I love our
1: listeners. Fantastic.
3: Yeah, over on YouTube YouTube, <laughs> Anthony Stratus Great episode guys, thanks for the laugh Mark Stewart I love these episodes because I love playing along uh, Mr. Antonio 2005 Ooh, good name Pandemic Prosciutto. Preacher Paul Demands an investigation How old was Eric Carr when he joined Kiss? Eric Carr was born July 12, 1950 Would have been 29 in June 1980 During the audition And past 30 At the Palladium show July 25th 1980 Where did Sonny get 27? Is that info from his subscription To 16 Magazine And Tiger Beat back in the day? They always had the BS info on the band Great job with these questions They were truly mental exercise In history Um, I made that point to Sonny Because I know that he was born in 1950 So I'm like he was 30 and he's like no 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 and I remember because they when They were talking about him at the Palladium yep. And apparently we Found something later on where Paul in the band Came up with the idea to say Eric was younger So yes. they made him 27 Yep so that's probably where Sonny got that yeah exactly uh, Yeah so I think uh I think I should get those points back Sonny and I think You should uh oh, have boy. to uh Be punished for that anyways <laughs> Uh, Marty White. Oh boy! Here's a question: If 117 fans dressed as Paul Stanley and 105 fans dressed as Gene Simmons at the November 15, 98 show in Albany, how many fans dressed as Peter Chris? Answer: Zero. No one <laughs> wants to be Peter Chris. Not <gasps> even Peter Chris, Family Guy. Uh, yeah, Marty. Next, next one. I don't know if I have to read your next comment. Then, if you're going to be like that to my boy Peter. I don't think you can call me and talk to me like that. Yeah, I don't think so. There you go. There's that Italian sub visiting. (laughs) (laughs) He gets that specifically. I held it in so I could share with him what I think. Anyways, um, that's uh, that's what I got there, Tom. Over to you. All right, let's look at some emails here. So
1: we got one from our good friend, Mike H. This is a good one here. My podcast player has the option to speed up and slow down the audio. Yep, most of them do. He said, please, for all that is holy, take a minute and listen to you guys (laughs) at half speed. It is goddamn funny. P.S. Great show as always. I am so
3: happy I found your show. Well, thank you, Mike H.
1: We're so glad you found it, too.
3: I will tell you, Tom, I did do that. Yeah. We sound like we're doing ace impressions throughout the whole episode.
1: It's awesome. It's hilarious. Yeah, and, then yeah. do, and then do the flip side. Play us half speed fast. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Next one we got here from our buddy, Doug Middleton. Great job, gentlemen. The four of you have amazing chemistry and should do more episodes together. Do you like kiss? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Our, and then, of course, our good friend, Tony Smith. Here's final Jeopardy for you. The number of times Zeus got away with giving answers, not in the form of a question. I counted three, one, the Peter of color's eyes on rock and roll over two. When Eric turned 43, the seventh track on harder than hell, but seeing as of how he didn't win anyway, I won't call for points to be stripped. He should however, get a year supply of rice. Aroni, the San Francisco treat.
3: Okay. You, you should get a year supply of fucking bag of dicks. How's that? <laughs>
1: That's offensive. That is (laughs) offensive. Ah, Tony knows I love him. (laughs) And then our buddy, Nigel Savage, who you might hear his name later in the show. Hey there, T and Z. First of all, I wanted to say the last few episodes have been awesome, especially Eddie Trunk. I was glued to start to finish. Kudos to you for not shying away from the topics that you knew you disagreed on. I actually met Eddie at a gig a few years ago when he could not have been friendlier. I've always been a fan of his, but agree that at times he does have a tendency to talk about himself understatement of the year. So the whole Stuart thing never failed to crack me up. Anyway, so cool that you guys are continuing to attract high-profile guests. Got to be hoping for Ace at some point this year, right? Eh, I don't know. Not after this episode, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, you may hear from Nigel again later. And then uh, we finish with an email from Mac Maddie. Great show, gentlemen. These categories are a little ridiculous, but at least the questions are challenging because, quote, i really do like kiss your podcast continues to amaze whether you have an interview or an episode like this keep up the good work you are the best out there thank you mac maddie and you the fan that is our comment of the week i
3: good answer good answer like the way you think we're going to be watching you <laughs> So Tom before we move on I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon subscribers uh, Patreon is the app Where people can support the podcast We have things uh, specified And specific just for them And uh, there we have Different levels of participation Anybody that's interested Should check it out Patreon.com P-A-T-R-E-O-N Or the app the Patreon app, and find us under the creator mode. You look for Shout Out Loudcast, and check us out. See what we have there. See if anything interests you, and if you want to become a member and help out the podcast, we appreciate it. Uh, again, you can also find uh, the information for Patreon at the end of the episode when you look at the uh, notes of the episode, whatever platform you use. We have links to everything, and Patreon is one of the links. So uh, we appreciate it. We always want to give them uh, our big shout out for all their support and help that they uh, they give us. And that helps make this podcast even better for everyone that's listening.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Every week, we cannot thank you guys enough that are part of the Patreon family. Uh, the family's growing. It's a ton of fun over there. As Zeus said, we have some Patreon-exclusive stuff. We kind of sneak peek behind the scenes stuff, some Patreon-exclusive polls, um you know we're going to increase some of that activity maybe some more special things only for those patreon members so you know the family's growing become a part of it if you want to um if you're interested check it out as Zoo said patreon.com or the patreon app and you can search for us uh and it is a lot of fun and again we want to thank all the people that are currently uh part of that patreon family again much much thanks to you guys absolutely
2: so Uh,
3: We've done our uh, previous episode, so we usually jump on over to KISS World. What's going on there? Okay, so there's a couple things going
1: on this week. The big story here, it's not KISS specific, but it's KISS related, is the announcement of the fall tour with Alice Cooper and Ace Fraley. And uh, we are going, we will be going to the September 21st show in Boston. And uh that's pretty exciting. Uh that's exciting for multiple reasons. First of all, it's ace, and Zeus and I have never seen Ace on a solo tour. Um, and it's also exciting because we get to see Nita Strauss with Alice Cooper.
3: Oh. As I was telling Tom, I'm calling this one Ace and the Ass. Oh my, oh my.
1: Oh, it's gonna be fantastic, oh. and I tell you right oh. now. That's going to be a great show, and that's going to be a great review episode. Because you bet your ass, we're going to be doing one. So, so needless to say that that was big news. A lot of people excited about that. Tons of people getting shows to see Ace. I think a lot of people are curious: is this Ace warming up for something? You know, you know how the rumor mills are. You know, which which leads us to another topic that came out where uh, Doc McGee. Let, let me just backtrack. I'm, I'm sorry, Magoo. Exactly, Chip Magoo. Let me just back up for a minute. You guys, you gotta be careful out there with these clickbait headlines. There's so many websites out there, and they're not blabbermouth, they're not ultimate classic rock, they're not Rolling Stone, they're these these, you know, middle of the road or even you know second, third tier metal websites, and good luck for them. But they're trying to attract viewers by getting these really inflammatory clickbait headlines. Doc McGee says Ace Fraley will join Kiss End of the Road. Oh my God, this is unbelievable. Then you click on it, and he's like. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to see Ace. Ace will join us on the end of the road tour. It'd be great. It's the same thing all the time. Nothing confirmed. But again, people are wondering, is this a smokescreen? Is this Doc throwing stuff out there to create doubt or create excitement with the fans to increase ticket sales? All kinds of stuff. I don't know. What what do you think about Chip Magoo constantly kind of talking that stuff? He's a businessman, and and it's
3: a business move. That's his job. He's to increase interest in the band. Exactly. I'm just wondering what Sir Paul... Thinks when Chip Magoo says that kisses four chords in bad lyrics.
1: I was going to get to that too. Absolutely. Go to yeah, that one. I think you're going to he's that gonna
3: get a like, uh, excuse me? Yep. Bad lyrics. Yep. I wrote Bang Bang You. Those are good lyrics.
1: <laughs> that was right. Yeah. When he said, yeah, Kiss has survived on four chords and bad lyrics. I'm like, dude, you're the fucking band
3: manager. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That, that's something we would say about the band, not I, I, you. I would be sitting there saying Kiss has survived because the music has stood the test of time. Yep. Despite all the criticism and everything like that. They've overcome in, you know, in and all the all the critic stuff, because the people and the fans love them. Yep. Say something like that. Yep. Fucking uh, give into that uh, shit. Speaking
1: of the tour too, it was just announced that some of the European dates now have been bounced to 2022, which again leads to people talking about, okay, what does that mean for us? Because the U S tour is supposed to start this summer. We have tickets for August. We haven't heard anything. It's the middle of May. I mean, if it hasn't been postponed yet, you know, three months away, I'm praying that, you know, things are looking good around here. Shows are being added. Let's hope that our show in August is on. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. We haven't heard anything. So Yeah. Uh, what, what else we, we got what else we got oh gene was at a uh, hockey game right there with uh, yeah, eric he singer was at the, and-
3: uh, vegas golden knights he was on tv and uh, yep. i saw him he was ringing the bell getting them started for the game yep um him and eric singer
1: yep um, and i believe brent Fitz was there too he was also he was with that crowd too i saw a couple people pointed that out yeah um and then uh and then on, on axis tv which is a cable channel that does uh, all you know rock music stuff. Uh, Paul Stanley is going to be on. I believe that is this Sunday night. Uh, so our episode drops on Saturday. So by the time you hear this, you you'll have the ability to see that. Um, I believe it's on uh, Sunday the twenty third. Paul is going to be on a show on Access TV called Top Ten, I believe it is, with Paul Stanley. I don't know, the t- Top Ten Meals off the Olive Garden menu? I don't know <laughs> what the heck he's going to talk about. But uh, it, it probably won't be anything cutting edge. But yeah, that, that's a couple things going on in Kisro. But of course, the big news everybody was talking about was the Ace, Ace Tour opening up for Alice. So.
3: so I know we've been kind of uh, delayed in our usual um, release of these album reviews but uh, you know we had a lot of exciting things come up and uh we are back in this album review we decided we wanted to get another solo album done and who better than ace ace's 1978 solo album now before i turn this over to tom i think of a couple things in 1978 solo album by ace um i will say the phrase <laughs> Ace Cult hashtag Comes up And the other is that my partner Over here you guys don't know how I feel But my partner over here has been Very vocal about Saying certain albums Are overrated In the Kiss catalog Creatures of the Night And Ace's solo album are two Of them that come to mind Well we got Ace coming up So Um, let's talk about first thing that we usually talk about, Tom, your first interaction about this album. Okay. So I have kind of vivid memories of this. So the solo albums came
1: out, um, when, when we were five, which to me is mind numbing how, Mm -hmm. like, I think about what my son was doing when he was five, which was like playing with Legos and toys (laughs) and like, and I'm sitting there collecting kiss solo albums I just because that was the peak for me, you know, Like I was introduced on the Love Gun era. And then, of course, you know, Attack of the Phantoms or Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, all that solo albums. And I I remember getting Ace and just of like everybody else staring at that cover and being like, what is this? And there's one song specifically that sticks out for me. And I'll say that now We'll, we'll get into the track by track. So I won't give any details on how I feel about the track, but I remember specifically just being enamored with speeding back to my baby and uh i I just remember that was the song that stuck out for me and every time i thought of the a solo album it was always that song And, and so i have i have very vivid memories of getting this album and listening to it and how i feel about it over the years and how i feel about it now we will definitely get into that
3: yeah uh i i this album is funny so i was in i remembered it for i was The first my first Kiss era as a kid because I remember the solo albums back then. I remember the covers. And then I remember when I got back into Kiss and I was the sixth grade, junior high grade, and I had friends that lived in the Projects, Tom. Yeah. (laughs) The Arlington Projects. Yep. And I remember going to their house and them playing this. And what did they play? The exact same song. And I'll remember for them, like, listen to the solo. And he would, like, air guitar it. And I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. And I remember them pointing out to me how Ace's was better than any of the other ones. Well, by around this time now, Ace Fraley's comments coming out. And I told you guys that there was a time where Ace was my favorite member. And... I got really into this. So I've played this album. I, I think I'm a little more familiar with it than you are. At least I've played it more. And um, over time, it, you know, it, it has this kind of uh, mystical, like, reverence in the KISS world. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been dying to discuss it. Um, Ace Frehley's 78th solo album, and we're here. I, I'm I'm pumped yeah I, look th-
1: we're gonna have a lot to say about this and and just before we get into the album and you know the background and you know different things like that we've we've said this before and just a reminder we we've done gene Simmons solo album we've done paul stanley's solo album so we're gonna try to stick to like this album specifically because eventually we're gonna do an episode on the solo albums as a right. as like a whole as a topic so we're not gonna get into the whole background of what led to the solo albums. Like this is just going to focus on like the album itself, because eventually when we're done with all of them, which guess which one is left after this, Peter,
0: Peter,
1: um, we will cover all that. So just kind of in case people are wondering what angle we're going to go on, if you have not heard the Paul or Gene episodes yet. So,
3: yeah. So the first thing we do, Tom, is we talk about the cover. How about you start us off?
1: We said this before, when we did the Gene and Paul episodes these are probably the four most iconic images of the band, the solo album artworks, these faces. And this one here, f- forget about the album or what you think about the album and the music. This to me is absolutely spectacular. That blue tint around his hair and around his eyes, in his cheeks, in his face is just, it, it's its unbelievable. It's its amazing. I absolutely cannot get enough of these solo album covers they are so nostalgic for me. They remind me of being five, six years old at the, when Kiss was at the top of the world. But this Ace one is absolutely just spectacular. The front cover. We'll talk about the back cover, but, you know, let's let's give our thoughts on the front cover, which to me, it's just one of the
3: greats. One of the greats. Yeah, for I love it, too. It's a great picture of Ace. Uh, I love the tint gives it that. You know, the feeling that now is iconic when you see these solo albums and he looks cool in this and it's got the usual kiss logo to the left, his name to the right. Um, If you look, then it's got also the other stuff in the back that we're all used to and stuff. And then you get the poster, which goes to everybody, part of the four part kiss mural. Yep. And Ace's one has a little bit of interaction with Star Child stuff too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stars come into his. Yep. Um, but I don't know. For me, I was never that big into the murals. I think that they could have done them so much better. Like they're kind of mystical and kind of like whatever. They should have done like a kiss, like a live two kind of a mural like jeans all fucked up you know ace has got his guitar like this is kind of like um, cartoonish a little too much for me but yeah i always yeah i always thought the artwork was interesting It was definitely a little a
1: little odd I, i i liked it because it was different and because it was odd at the time but in retrospect now um now i have the i have the 40th anniversary solo albums vinyl box set right. which, which is by far one of the most unbelievable kiss items that i have in my collection it's got all four albums um each album is the, is colored vinyl for each corresponding member with the fold out posters that all go together to make a one giant thing um, so i see what you're saying the artwork is odd it's definitely a weird kind of style but it's unique and i like it because you only find it in the solo albums. You, you can't, you're not going to find those posters or that style of artwork anywhere else with a kiss item. But yeah, I know what you mean. It would have been cool if it was like some kind of puzzle that was related to the kiss, al- like a live two or something like that, but it, it is unique.
3: I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, I, I just think that when you add these things together, you put the posters together, it, it is kind of something different. And I like it because it just is part of the theme that you're tying all these together.
1: Exactly, so,
3: yeah, and you know, on this one, Ace specifically thanks Jeanette Freely for all her love and understanding. That's his wife. Can you imagine being married to Ace? Holy ah. fuck! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna watch the ball game and play a little guitar. Can you cook me up some fish? <laughs> um, and he writes, Much appreciation and love to all the wonderful. Curly people who have helped me since I stopped driving a taxi cab in Midtown. Oh my! And God. he signs it.
1: Yes, that's the ace. that's you that, that's unique. He has his ace signature in 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 the c- that corresponding bluish purple writing underneath all the regular w- white typewritten written uh, stuff there. So that's kind of unique. Very cool. I mean, look, you guys listen to this show, you're diehard Kiss fans, you're, you're older fans. You, you know the, the the nostalgic power that these solo albums have. The front cover, the back cover, the inside that we've talked about. They just, they're special items, regardless of what you think about the music. They just, they're special items to Kiss fans, and this one is is no different, so.
3: Special what? Yeah, yeah. So, let's get into some of the facts. Okay. Right. So the album was released along with the other three solo albums on September 18th, 1978. Mm -hmm. It was produced by Ace and legendary Eddie Kramer. Yes. Uh, It went up to number 26 on US Billboard. It's a platinum. It was certified platinum. And supposedly it's the highest seller. Mm -hmm. Unless you ask Gene. Come on. (laughs) Look, my album did great yeah it
1: did okay, G. yeah.,
3: <laughs> so that's some of the stuff. And Ace was smart enough to get somebody that he trust and worked with with Eddie Kramer, yep, um that knew the kiss sound and knew kisses uh, Ace's style and knew his work ethic. And you know, let's be blunt. He probably got the best out of his uh artist than any other of the producers got, yeah, right. And a lot
1: of what Ace says, too, during this production, you know, you you look back and you read a lot about this. And the things that Ace and Eddie both say was that they had a ton of fun producing this album It was very loose, but it was also very focused when it needed to be. Um, Ace said some interesting things about how he felt the freedom because he didn't have gene and Paul kind of on him yeah. kind of be- bearing down on him. It gave him that freedom and that flexibility to make the album that he ended up making. But he said it also kind of gave him a little bit of pressure too, because he acknowledged, you know, if this album fucks up, it's my fault. I-, I can't blame it on gene or Paul with something that I didn't approve or something that I didn't like. This album is my album. So I need to do what I want to do and I need to do it well, which is why, you know, he trusted Eddie. He trusted Anton fig. He trusted the engineers and all the producers that were involved because he knew, yeah, it's going to be my album, but I got to make sure I make the ACE album.
3: Yeah. The, uh, the, it was recorded at the mansion yep. in, uh, Sharon, Connecticut in Plaza sound studios, New York city, New York, mm-hmm. uh, to jump on what you were just, uh, talking about, it's, it's just always interesting Like he they, they bitches about Paul and Gene Being on him Yep. And then he realizes Oh shit I want to produce the best thing And he puts all this work ethic into it Exactly hey, What do you think Paul and Gene were doing So they don't have shit albums They're yep. putting all this work ethic into their product So they don't have shitty albums And then you just kick back and do it So it's like one of those things like I don't want to show you that I can do it because then you'll make me work hard consistently. So I want to act like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing or I'm just lazy. It, you know, he, he's his own worst enemy sometimes when he's when he says these things. So I, I, I feel like he's proven Paul and Gene right. Jesus, Ace, put that kind of work ethic in. You could fucking really make a better contribution like you did in the beginning. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things that you can't complain too much about it because he it worked and it came out right and his album did kick ass compared to everything else that he'd been kind of doing since. And it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's proud of it. I mean, we all are, we all love this album. So, um, good for him, you know, good for him. And, uh, the only other thing I was going to say is a lot of those songs were songs that we're going to probably put on other albums that could have gone on albums like rock and roll over love gun, they could have went on a live two-side two. And I think that's how Rocket Ride got put on there, even though he probably didn't want it to. But yep. um, and it, it's interesting. He probably had some of these in his back pocket, but he didn't speak up by this point. And if you look at the last three albums prior to the solo album, his contributions are extremely limited songwriting-wise compared to the first three albums. I mean, yeah, he's still I- doing the guitar work when he's there, but... This is the kind of stuff. So if you can do it, yeah, they're going to push you. So I
1: don't know. look, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I I don't disagree with you, but here's what I'll say about that. Okay. Ace, we know is very, very laid back, sometimes laid back to a fault. Okay. Lazy. He calls himself lazy. Okay. All right. Let's use, let's even, let's use the word lazy. Okay. We know how Paul and Gene are. Very, very overbearing, very specific, very demanding, sometimes to a fault.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. When Ace is on his own with Eddie Kramer, he puts an album like this together. But let's look at some of the songs on this album here. I mean, Mm -hmm. without getting too specific into breaking down the tracks, probably 80% of this album, Paul and Gene would be like, it's not going on a fucking kiss album. What are you crazy? We're not putting these songs on a a fucking kiss. These, These songs don't belong on an album these might be good for you, but uh, this is not the kind of music we want. We we come from the, you know, the, the the Beatles and the raspberries and the melody and the harmony. This has none of that. We don't want this on here. So in his mind, he's probably like, look, I'm not going to get into a piss and match with these guys who probably already don't like me. So, hey, go ahead. I'll fucking do shock me and then fucking see you later. Leave me alone. I'll do rocket ride on live too. And now that you guys on up my ass, now I'm going to make the album that I want to make. That's going to fucking kick ass and everybody's going to figure out that it kicks ass. That's my way of looking at it, but yeah. I do see your I do see your perspective as well.
3: Okay. Okay.
1: You know, um, yeah. I mean, another thing, too, speaking of Ace's work ethic and how he really elevated himself, with the exception of the drums, he plays pretty much friggin' every instrument on this album. Yeah. Plays the guitars, the 12 string guitar, the double neck guitar, bass, synthesizer st- He's doing everything. And you're right, Paul and Gina like, Motherfucker, if you had
3: this in you, <laughs> where have you been? And you wrote all the lyrics except for the, the cover.
1: Yep, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's an impressive work by Ace. Whether or not we like it is different, but you can't deny the, the, the effort that's put in here. This is not a lazy album, whether you like it or not. And it's extremely well produced.
3: Yeah. So ready to get into the tracks? Let's do it. All right. First track. Here we go.
1: So we kick it off with rip it out, which I'm just going to say it right here. Mount Rushmore song for me, the entire kiss catalog, one of the all time greats, absolutely spectacular kick-ass rock song. And we all know it. I'm not sharing anything. that You guys don't know. Anton fig is an absolute monster on this, the middle of that song when he's doing his drum fills, the solo. And then for me, quite possibly the greatest 60 seconds on any kiss song ever is when Anton is doing those little mini drum solos. Then we go into that pick slide, which I love right into ACEs solo, which is if it's not the greatest solo, I'm still partial to the shock me solo. This might be ACEs greatest achievement. This song right here, in my opinion is by far ACEs greatest achievement song and i love rocket ride and i love shock me but rip it out is just special for me
3: rip it out written by ace fraley larry kelly sue kelly uh larry kelly does backing vocals on this and all the guitar and bass and everything is done by ace and the drums is as you mentioned anton fig um Tom, both of us had this as number three in our top 10 opening tracks Yep, uh, on when we did that on episode 54. Yep. So we both think highly of it. The drums, the guitar solo, everything. The thing that gets me is when you listen to this, the lyrics aren't bad. No. The vocals aren't bad. Like, this is a far cry from fucking torpedo girl. <laughs> like, where he's just throwing shit up there. Right, like this is a good written song. His vocals are right there. The solos, like Eddie Kramer, gets the best out of them, and I love that solo. And I love the drums going off, man. It's just It's just fantastic. And I just like even the something small and simple, like I hope you
1: suffer. That's like, amazing. I love it. It's great. It's great. And you're right. You bring up a good point because there's a couple times I'm going to talk about the vocals on this album. Ace sounds great on this and, and and it's, it's not a corny song. The lyrics mean something, rip it out. Take my heart. You wanted it from the start. You got it now. Like that. That's
3: like, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. And when we say great, we're not looking for fucking, he's not pulling Ronnie James Dio here, well, no. but it's a solid rock singer. Like, right. you know, he's right. You he can handle his vocals and yeah. yeah. Rip it out. It's been an opener for me. He's played in his sets. Yep. it's just iconic how it's not on or constantly performed when Ace was in the band afterwards. I don't understand. I mean, come on. I'm telling and- you
1: right now, I am begging and I know he will. Cause he always does. He I'm begging that he plays this when we see him. And I don't, I don't think I'm gonna have to, I don't think I'm gonna have to beg. Cause I know he'll play it. And he should. So, yeah.
3: All right. Let's go to number two.
1: back to my baby again the, the the album opens up with a with a rocking song rip it out then you, then you get into some really cool i think it's like very catchy power pop stuff here very melodic I mean, great song i love this song i've always loved this song um i will say this the background vocals not a big fan especially the end when Nell carter takes over at the end of the song how uh, did the background vocals go speeding back (laughs) you know uh, whoa Susan Collins not the (laughs) faux Republican from the state of Maine
3: I am very disappointed (laughs) in Ace Frehley's lyrics and I will have to have a conversation with him about the troubling lyrics that I'm hearing other Susan Collins oh um but ace ace
1: ace claims that he wrote this song while the while kiss was on tour in in tokyo and this could have been it sounds like this is one of the songs that would have been on rock and roll over or love gun or whatever but a couple fun facts here um that guitar solo that was a actually manufactured reverse backwards guitar solo that eddie kramer like flipped the tape and made it like literally backwards which i think was fantastic and then another little interesting tidbit that, uh, that we found in our research was that Rob Freeman one of the engineers says that that those sounds you hear of the of the car revving its engine those aren't sound effects because Ace and Eddie demanded it those are real sounds from a real Ferrari and nice. Eddie and and Eddie and Ace they're ca- they were car lovers we know Ace smashing up cars every other week but they wanted Cause, 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 Rob and those guys—they were like, "We, oh, we can just get some effects." And I, like, no, 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 no. We want the sound of a real Ferrari revving its engines throughout that song, and that's what you hear, which I think is pretty friggin' awesome.
3: Yeah, Ace Freely speeding back to my baby. Uh, him and his wife, Jeanette Freely, a credit right. songwriters. Yep. Yep. Uh, the first thing I think of, as I said, the story about the album is that guitar solo. Wait a minute. And that solo comes it's in. That's awesome. Yep. The guitar intro. Awesome. Oh my God. That's yep. fucking awesome. Um, David Lastly in Susan Collins, who's very troubled, <laughs> um, has got uh, the backing vocals credit on this album. Another very good vocal performance. Fucking lyrics are great. Yeah, I could do without the fucking Nell Carter part in this. But, yeah. And he also has I've always said this over the years, anytime I sing this song to myself out loud, he has a very New York accent on this one. Oh I'm yeah. driving down the road, do it, notify my power. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. yep. It's got that Paul Stanley New York accent. Power. It a power I do it. Almost <laughs> like Arnold I'm driving down the road doing nothing for my hour per hour. Oh, yeah. Stop the Ferrari. Stop it. My radios are blasting and I'm passing cars faster and faster. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean maybe. Stop it. Stop shouting. I'm not deaf. Here we go. Here comes a new
1: bit Arnold singing kiss songs. (laughs) <laughs> Kids lyrics. What? Oh Speeding back to my baby. No, I
3: don't mean maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe I should turn around. Maybe, maybe I, I should stop. Stop. Stop, <laughs> stop it. Shut up.
2: <laughs> oh, here we go.
1: All right, let's <laughs> back up for one second. Now, I, now, now, I just want to say this. So, so, yeah. For this al- I have to say this album starts off with one of the greatest one-two punches in the entire Kiss disc- discography. I, it really does, and, and, and well, I'll tell you later where it goes after the first one-two punch. But I mean, you're talking rip it out, speeding back to my baby. Fantastic beginning.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just a, what a one-two, maybe three punch. Yep, exactly. Uh, we'll have to find out. By going to track number three.
1: no blind so you start off with a rocking tune you go to number two a little power pop hit. now you're getting in now, now you're getting into like some kind of psychedelic rock shit so you're showing right off the bat ace's versatility you're showing his talent all the different things that he can do the thing about this song i think the music is awesome i think the music is really cool it's got a cool riff it's got a groove i love the effects what the guitars are doing and then This is the this happens a lot during this album. All of a sudden in the middle, the song just switches gears, it changes tempo, it goes into the guitar soul, then it goes back into the original groove, it slows back down. I think the chorus is it's pretty lazy, but it's got like that earworm characteristic to it where you can't you can't get once you hear it, it takes a while for you to get it out of your head. This song's pretty good. This is when the album starts to kind of fall off a cliff a little bit for me. This is okay, but it it's it's not great. But I I like the music. This is when Ace's vocals are kind of like ah, all right. This guy's really not a great singer. Um, but it, it's it it's decent. It's a it's a cool Ace type of song. So I,
3: I I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, Snowblind written by Just Ace. I I do like the guitar and the riff on, and the drums on this. Yeah. Yeah. Snowblind is it a Coke song? I don't know. Think I'm lost in space.
1: Oh, he's That's he's so- he, he, he's heavy on the space shit on this album.
3: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, it is a very nice extended solo on this. Yeah. Yep. It and is. He also does something else, which is very rare. There's a rare third verse in this song. He usually most kiss don't get to the third verses, yeah. but there's a rare one that they actually he actually does. I like the song. I think it's. Um, it's just kind of like it's a good plodding along song. I don't know if you, if the distortion was there or any other stuff and slowed it down a bit, be a little bit of a grungy type song. Yeah,
1: I, I, that's actually true. That's actually true. And getting back to the third verse thing, they should make them more rare. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need a third verse from an Ace song. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's no good.
3: All right. Let's go to song number four.
1: Here's we go. With a song like this, Ozone, it is impossible for anybody to tell me that this is the best solo album because this song is a (laughs) sonic disaster. And let me just start off here. It starts off pretty cool. The music is kind of cool. Again, there's a laid-back vibe to it. It's got some acoustic guitar overlays going on. There's some weird effects going on. But the lyrics are just horrific the vocal performance is just horrific there's no chorus it's just him oh zone! (laughs) it's just fucking it's brutal and then again there's a time change tempo in the middle of a song it's for the solo then it goes back again but that song you're only halfway through the fucking thing that song continues for like another two minutes to quote arnold stop it stop the ozone <laughs> this song if this song should have been literally 2 minutes long the fact that it's almost 5 minutes is a killer cuz it's not a good
3: song uh ozone written by just ace this is one of the few songs where will lee plays bass on uh go ahead it almost sounds like there's a slide guitar going on there almost. yes I can kinda hear I can kind of see that. And I feel like this is a jam that Ace tried to make into a song. I, I could see little, that too. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, apparently Ace likes to get high, Tom. I'm not oh sure if you're God. aware of that. Because I think the, he only mentions it a couple hundred times in the song.
1: The 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 lyric, it's the laziest fucking song ever made. It's it's
3: horrible. Have you heard some of his songs on Unmasked? <laughs> I don't you dare. Don't you dare. Oh, I know. It's your, the anniversary of the fucking one. Exactly. Of the yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and apparently he likes to write the words high, fly, shy, try, fucking. Oh, my. Cry, die. I don't know. It's so
1: is high and dry. Is that a thing? Because cause it, it, it was Def Leppard listening to this and like, oh, high and dry. That'd be a good name for an album because that great song Ozone references it.
3: Yeah. The. um yeah, this is kind of like I think uh, on a little bit of a psychedelic thing. Oh uh, the...
1: and, and this this is the song I had in mind when I mentioned earlier about imagine Gene and
3: Paul being like What the fuck is this disaster? <laughs> what what are you what are we supposed to do with this? Oh, I'm sorry. We're supposed to instead play Hold Me, Touch Me or Fucking Wish Upon a Star. this, this song is rocking. Sorry, Paul. It's not. And then she kissed
1: me. Great way to fuck up an awesome album.
3: Yeah. And when next time, tell me when we really want the crowd to go wild and play. Nothing compares to you. Whatever the fuck that awful song. Is. <laughs> Nothing compares to you. Shnato caught him with a kiss makeup. <laughs> I like the song. Nothing compares to you. <laughs> This song sucks. The thing is going to be running theme throughout <laughs> this. Now you created a model. I can't believe it
1: took us a hundred plus episodes to introduce Arnold reading kiss lyrics. <laughs> yeah, that should have been like right off the
3: bat. <laughs> you have no idea, guys, how long since those Arnold prank calls went on? <laughs> fucking... <The> sound boys. <laughs> we were fucking. I have skits of those memorized. Yep. Let me yes. talk to your mother. Yes. I don't have a mother. Why not? I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I <laughs> want them answered immediately. <laughs> Who's calling? Detective <laughs> John Kimball. <laughs> Detective John Kimball? I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs>
0: Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. Okay. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who is your daddy? Who are you talking about? Who are you? Well, who are you? I'm Detective John Kimball. Hey, this is a motel. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. Well, if you're a cop, you idiot, come over here and talk to me, okay? You son of a bitch. And I don't know what he does. This is a switchboard at the Gator Lodge. Stop it. I don't stop nothing, you idiot. Stop it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so that's the yeah and the yes. Yes. Yeah. You're a cop? Yes. You say you were a police officer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so stupid. Oh, there so we go. Stupid. All right. Let's oh, move man. on. Oh And let's end uh with the last track on uh side one of the album.
1: Okay, so we go to what's on your mind. Great tune. Love this tune. Great power pop groove, catchy. Ace singing again, pretty well. Pretty cool lyrics. I like how that I like again another song that has that acoustic overlay on top of the main riff. Kind of a little heartfelt here, you know. Good lyrics. You know, it's definitely not Ozone. This is a this is a good song for me. This is a standout track. And when I hear this, I think to myself, was this kind of like planting the seed for what was to be talk to me on unmasked kind of like that power pop relationship type of song like this is what's on your mind and talk to me it's kind of the same thing like talk to me what's on your mind so i feel like maybe this was kind of written around the same time or he kind of was feeling the same things as he was putting those songs together um but what what's on your mind i think this is a standout and again it's amazing the versatility that ace shows whether it's good bad or indifferent how he goes from a steaming pile of shit of ozone to a really catchy uh, power pop song and what's on your mind I think this is a standout track on the album what's on your mind written by Ace
3: Fryley. Uh David <laughs> lastly what my name is Ace Fryley. Uh David lastly and Susan troubled Collins are doing the backing vocals I find it's an <laughs> insulting thing
0: <Yeah.
3: laughs> um I you know the the guitar on this is great I think his vocals again this is reminds me of uh rip it out when I'm like, wow he does a pretty good yeah. solid job on the vocals it's not' cause not your place <laughs> like you you we know the awful vocal performances that he can put on an album yes yeah, like the song before this ever. yeah <laughs> about that oh, um really? yeah. I think this is a hidden gem on this album. Me, too. I really do. Yep, uh, I agree. the solo's great. I love the song, uh, and he holds that solo. He holds that note long, and I love that. It's yep. a short solo because it's a good song. Mm-hmm. The song's more important than the music. That's how you do it, Vinnie Vincent. Yeah. Um, yes. Yep, yep. But you got to always always think about it. It's so funny. It's like, uh, you know, give me a reason why you're so uptight. I would love. For you to go up to a woman and be like, "Why are you so uptight?" That's that's the funny thing about
1: these lyrics is that you're like, "Oh, what's on your mind?" Like, you know, I can't express the words to tell you how I'm feeling inside. What's on your mind? Why don't you just tell me? Why are you so uptight, bitch? <laughs> it's, it's like well, you're coming at both angles here. Ace. Yeah, I thought you didn't know what's going on. Like, you can't express it. You just told her she's uptight. I'm I'm gonna go after after this. I'm gonna go up to my wife and be
3: like, "What's on your mind? Why are you so uptight?" <laughs> like, like what the is this, you gotta Can I stay at your place for the week? <laughs> um uh, Being caught like being uptight. called uptight is one of those phrases that I always found. There's no way around it when you get called that, yeah. or someone says to you, "Why are you so defensive? Why are you so sensitive about it?" It's you can't def- answer that without sounding like that person. Like correct? It's just it's a fucking like it's a setup. It's like a, yeah, it's a fucking jab. That yep. You can't get out like. Why, yeah, why are you so sensitive about that? I'm not fucking sensitive. There you go again. There, yeah, you yeah, are. It's Who's the equivalent of
1: it's the equivalent of when you try to tell somebody to calm down in the history <laughs> of humankind. No one has ever calmed
3: down by you telling them to calm down. Tell me one person that's ever been said, Why are you so <laughs> uptight? That that person hears a response that's like pleasant for them right. to hear? Well, I've had a tough time at work. Oh, okay. Oh, that's why you're uptight. It's okay. pretty good. All right. Why Whoa. am I uptight Why Why don't I have to clean your shit stained underwear Why are you a fucking deadbeat Why do you fucking smell like ass Like you're gonna get all Insults back and forth That's uh, Is that problem. what they do <laughs> I don't care if you're sleeping With the parakeet oh, is, that, is that what he does uh, That's side one oh, Tom oh, thank What's God. on your mind Let's go to your favorite track, the hit of all the solo albums, Hit It! groove i'm Bach. Oh, many years since i was here uh you can't tell us how does he sing that and when he performs that live
1: when he points at himself you guys go watch the largo nineteen seventy 1970, nineteen seventy nine 1979 live show go on youtube when he was a singing new york groove you'll see what we're talking about
3: <laughs> with his knees bent his and fucking his- crow feet Pointing and pointing, he looks like he's about to tip over, (laughs) and and he always has to stick his hand up. Yep, put a sideways thumb and point to himself because we don't know who he's talking about.
1: No, we don't know who because when he says "I," we're not sure
3: who he's talking about. Many years since I
1: (laughs) Brutal. This song is uh, just—it's just boring. It doesn't go anywhere. It's it—it's just. I don't understand how it's a hit. I, I I don't with all the other songs that were on here. I don't understand how it's a hit. I've never liked this song. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the first time I've ever listened to this song in its entirety was listening to this album in preparation for this review episode. I don't think I've ever listened to this entire song because <laughs> the first 10 seconds of the song are the same as the last 10 seconds. It's the same song. And it's just boring to me It. it I'm not going to say it's bad It's just boring, it doesn't go anywhere It doesn't do anything It's just, ah, I don't know, never a big fan The original's even worse, God forbid
3: It's just not a good song So New York Groove, written by Russ Ballard uh, On this, Tom, David Lastly And so's in trouble, Collins <laughs> Sing the backing vocals And Bob McAdams does that little talk box
1: thing Yes, and it's funny because in Ace's book, because if you've ever seen the talk box, you know, Peter Frampton using it, Bon Jovi using it, mm-hmm. usually the guy using it is the guy playing. In yeah. Ace's book, he's like, yeah, I couldn't do it, so my friend Bobby was blowing on the thing while I was playing. <laughs> like, how do you not know? It's like, can you chew gum and walk at the same time, Ace? <laughs> he even says in his book, he's, he's like, picture this, me playing the guitar, my friend Bobby blowing on the
3: thing. Uh, is that what he does? <laughs> Blowing <laughs> him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the song went up to number 13 on the charts. 13 is insane. Oh God, how? The famous, infamous hand clap. Yep. Uh, I like the vocals on it. And so I went back because I'm like, another Russ Ballad song. I'm like, yeah. how many songs are written by Russ Ballad that I really like are favorites of mine? So I just wanted to go through this. There are three, Kiss kind of family songs. Yep, I'm not saying I like all three, but yep. There's this song. There's God gave rock and roll to you, Mm -hmm. and there's into the night. Yep, which was on Fraley's Comet, his first video and everything. Um, then he also did uh, "Free Me" by Roger Daltrey. That's right. Yes, yes. Okay, I didn't know he did that. Yep, but he does. He wrote two of my favorite, favorite Rainbow songs. Okay. Since You've Been Gone. Awesome song. And I Surrender. Yep. Good song. Yep. Oh, fucking awesome. Um, I am not like you. I love this song. I've always That's loved fun. Song. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I find it catchy as hell. I I, I like the chorus. And I, I just, you know, him talking the stories and stuff in... It, it just works for him doing this And I apparently um, The story goes That Bill Bear Shenaman, uh, Who Features in later on this episode uh, Picked out The song New York Groove For Ace he was Eddie Kramer's assistant Okay and he said uh, Find me a hit for him And he's the one that found New York Groove And said let's do this Wow. And it worked. It, I mean, it became a hit for them. I mean, think about that. Yeah. All, when they, all four of these guys, he is the least likely to have a hit. I think Peter did all the hits. They yeah. Big hits. I mean, he just had done Hard Luck Woman, which is, went on the charts. He yep. had done their biggest hit, Beth. So you could say, oh, maybe a ballad from Peter. Paul does all the big vocals. And then Gene brought in all the celebrities. To come in and do his. Fucking, they didn't expect Ace to do this, and he pulled it out. Good for him. Look, the song, to me, it's just a
1: boring song, and I I get it. It's not bad. It's, it's, It's not a bad, unlistenable song. I think the thing that's crazy to me, and we've already said this, so forgive me for repeating myself, but of all the songs that were on these four solo albums that were spectacular songs, whether it be you know radioactive or rip it out or tonight You belong to me or or whatever How how this became the standout Track is I don't get it I That's the thing I just don't understand
3: Because it was more popish. you it could, it could I think it
1: that's out. it especially of the air it was very It was very late 70s Sounding
3: so and I think that helped that Helped him so I mean How many really Rock songs did kiss Make the charts that's true no, I, you're no, you're right That made the charts high Or the ballads. Right. No, it's true. I mean, it's a catchy song. So. All right. Let's go. Next song.
1: I'm in need of love. Okay. The music on this. Very cool. I love the effects. I like the, the instrumentation. Um, I like how ace kind of talks after he sings a line. Like, I think that's kind of catchy. And again, for the third time, another crazy time change in the middle of a song for the solo. And then it goes back. But if I thought ozone had horrible vocal performance, this is, this to me sounds like late night drunken Kiss Cruise karaoke that we may end up doing. <laughs> I need some love. It's like, <laughs> like it is. It, so give me some. Bow, bow, bow. It's like, it's just so bad. It you should know have been, like it, he was it,
3: saying it, like he was it, mumbling stuff under the lyric after you would say something i love that remind you of uh the dark light
1: the malevolent
3: order same thing
1: yes 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 there's something in this song but it's again it's another super psychedelic trippy you know drugged out or boozed out song which is fine but i I just can't get past the vocals this this could have and again with the time change it's kind of like what you said about ozone like, was there something in here that you were trying to work on and you kind of jammed it and then you, you mashed it together? There's something that could have been good in here, but I think the the finished product is just
3: is kind of a mess. And, and his vocals are just very difficult to get through on this one. I mean, Needed Love, written by Ace. Will Lee plays bass, one of three tracks. He does this. There's also after every line, there's some sort of guitar accent that he does. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love those effects. That's pretty good. The drums cool. are actually pretty solid. Yep. And uh the solo is pretty decent, though. It is. It yep. Just and it's got that weird opening in the before the song begins, right? Those there's effects again. Love. I like it. Yeah. Kind of spacey. Yeah. Just awful lyrics. <laughs> just brutal. Like, uh... How many times does he say he needs some love? Like it it's the old fucking Damon Wayne's comedy special. Go take that gold tooth out of your mouth and go get yourself some pussy, and you won't be so horny. It, it, you it's won't need just, some love.
1: This is when this is when it's like, okay, you're you're a talented musician guy, but lyrically and vocally, you're just a mess. And I think that this, this this song st- it does that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just now I want some love. So give me some. Yeah. Why are you so uptight? Give me some love. (laughs) Like, okay. I need some love. So turn me on. Oh, oh, it's just, I need some love. I'm in need of love. (laughs) What is he fucking like Quasimodo in that fucking dungeon? I need some love. (laughs) That's the thing too. It's funny. The
1: name of the song is not like, I need love. Like LL Cool J did. (laughs) This is I'm in
3: need of love. It's just an awkward title to begin with. (laughs) Like like I said, he's like a like a creature. Look away! I'm hideous. I'm hideous. (laughs) I'm in need of love. So give me some. Oh, Oh. just oh. Let's uh, all right. Let's go. Let's go to wipe out.
1: Wiped out. This was better when he called it Torpedo Girl on Unmasked. This is just a shitty version of Torpedo Girl. It it, it, it's just it, it starts off cool lyrics, very bouncy, poppy, peppy, catchy song. And then again, right before he goes, I was, it's like the fucking record skips a needle and goes to a completely other song. Because then that's when the song gets good. When he's like wiped out, wiped out. When it turns into like a rock song, and then you're like wait, it's like the most schizophrenic song again. He does he does he does it with other songs on this album, but this one is the most dramatic shift of gears. Mm-hmm. And it's just to me, it's very disruptive to the listener. Where you're, you're 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 bouncing along with 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 the vibe of the song, and then it just just completely does a one eighty, and then he goes back to the to the bouncy song. It's just too jarring. For, for me and, and again I don't know was he trying to mix two things at once it it it's just a me- it's another
3: messy song um wiped out written by Ace and anton fee gets a, writing, a written um writer's credit on this will Lee is on bass the third and final uh bass performance by him uh I love the booze references in all me this too song. me too The thing that I, it's another one with the rare third verse from Ace. Yeah, no. Um, I've always liked this song, I really liked it. Okay, it's got those, I I think it might be his best vocal performance, and this is why it's got those fast lyrics, yes, and and that suits him in his breathing and whatever, and his vocals like he can handle it, which I'm, I'm. And one of the things that he does in this song, if you remember, Tom, every last word of every line is accented. Yes. Lose some fancy free. Yep. He reached for a bottle and poured me a glass of wine, took a few sips and looked around, and I was feeling fine. Yep. He was getting drunk and he was black as a skunk. It almost sounds like Harry Carey. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of him? Will on Ferrell. SNL
0: yeah,
1: There's we'll a throw. foul
3: ball <laughs> yes. There's a fan
0: <laughs> The pitch Foul ball Down the left field line Moses Lou Ladies
3: a, a fan got in the way Oh my god Oh my god <laughs> Um it, It's just yeah, I, lo- I like it I think this is a fun song uh, I love all the booze references on there, and I think it—he had some fun with this, and, it, and you can tell. Never would Paul allow that shit. Probably back then on that's on what,
1: that's album. again that's what I'm saying. Can you imagine him presenting this to him and be like, "What the fuck? There's like two or three different songs here at the same time. What do you figure this out?" And he's like, "No, this is the song."
3: Yeah. So when I look back, and I and we can have this discussion now, but Go when ahead. I look at this album. Oh, you know what? I'll save it to the end. I'll okay. save it at the end. All right, cool. Um, okay. Let's go to an instrumental and close out the album.
1: fractured mirror the first of many fractured uh we've said this many times on primarily the album review crew episodes i'm a big fan of instrumentals if they're done well and this one is done amazingly well i have always loved this i love anything that starts off slow with a build up this starts off with the bells ringing and then it's got that chiming style of guitar picking where Ace goes into details about how he, how he came up with that, that, with that spectacular sound. And then you kind of get the drum with the... Not from, ooh-wee, what's up with that, with Keenan Thompson. It's like...
3: Thank you for joining us on What Up With That. What a big show. It's going to be audacious. It's gonna be vivacious. Gonna be tenacious. Gonna be flirtatious. Gonna be loquacious. It's gonna be elated. It's gonna be a hip hop. Don't drop. Tip top. Flip flop. Don't stop. Light pop. Rubber pop. Tap tap. Hallelujah.
1: We're going to do some fractured. We're going to do some A's. Um, but I, 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 I like this. I like how it builds up. and then And then you just have a lot going on, and it all sounds great together. It's all melodic. There's some harmonies going on with everything. It's long. It's probably a little bit too long, but I really, really think. I think it's a well-composed instrumental. I think it's really well done. Uh, and like I said, it's the beginning of many Fractureds. He's got Fractured 2 from Freely's Comet, Fractured 3 from Trouble Walking, Fractured Quantum from Anomaly. Um, and when I hear this, this really reminds me of Attack of the Phantoms. So in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, the U.S. version, the music you get is like that Scooby-Doo cheesy TV music. On Kissology, they include Attack of the Phantoms, which was the overseas release where all the music in the movie was music from the solo albums mm-hmm. and fractured mirror is featured in attack of the phantoms. And, and when I hear this, I picture that movie because this is featured very prominently in attack of the phantoms, mm-hmm. which I love that movie. I don't care how, how stupid it is. It's just fun. Um, so fractured mirror for me, I, I like this a lot. I enjoy this. I think it's well, well-made plus I don't have to hear ACE's vocals.
3: <laughs> fractured mirror. Oh, you mean mostly uh, his lyrics fractured, we'll Mirror." Uh, written uh, Ace is the only one credited with this, obviously And there's a guy named Carl Tallarico mm-hmm. Who's credited for the drums on this Yep And Bill Bear sheneman the assistant for Eddie Kramer He's the one that got the bell Yes And the one that I talked about earlier That picked out New York Groove You mentioned the three other versions of Fractured Mirror On the previous three albums Yep uh, On the future three albums I love this yeah. I love this. Yep. It's one of those things that you don't have to do I mean, uh, not the shit on your guy but Ingve shit solos. But no 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. no I, this I agree is just with you a on that. Beautiful form of music. Yep. It's a beautiful piece. And yep. one of the things that I like about this is that it, it's one of those things where he's got that beautiful one little melody And then he plays over it as the lead stuff Over it but that melody keeps Going and you know It's just like revolving just going And going in the background and I Love it and it reminds me of the STP One that's like off the Vatican album Where uh, they have it called Daisy it's yes. got that beautiful, soft like this melody underneath, and then there's a guitar a little bit above it. It's a nice little acoustic thing. It's
1: this very, hip, just, it's very hypnotic. It's very hypnotic, and it's well, it's well done. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's just, it's a great version. Uh, you know, kudos to Ace on this. Um, I think it's a good way to end an album. I really do.
1: I agree. I, I think it's, I think it's an excellent way to end an album because I think there's a lot of emotion in it. I think it's it's moody. I think for an instrumental, I think it's kind of saying a lot. And I and I, and I like that he wrapped up the album with this. I mean, you're only talking nine songs, which t- to some people, that's the perfect length. Some people, it's too short. Nine out nine songs with an instrumental. It's kind of short. I'm sure there's people that would have wanted a little bit more out of Ace, especially when you see what was on Dynasty and Unmasked and Elder and his uh, his other compositions where he maybe could have gotten one or two more songs out of this. But I think it's a, I think it's a great way to, to end it.
3: Yeah, I think putting the instrumental as the last song is the way to go.
1: Oh, absolutely. So if people want to end
3: an album, they can stop right there if they don't like the instrumental. Yep, I agree. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, Ace's album. Let me just give you a couple final thoughts. One of the things I was mentioning to you, and I said, ah, I'll hold it when I did Wiped Out, um, was how many of these songs do you think that Paul and Gene would allow on a Kiss album? I look at this and I'm sitting to myself, Rip it out. Speeding back to my baby. Maybe what's on your mind in New York? Roof. He wouldn't put out anything out. They wouldn't let him put out any of this shit. The rest of it. So no. snowblind, ozone. Um, I'm in need of love and wiped out. Would never. Oh, infraction mirror. Obviously, never. Ne- nope. Yeah, he would nope. never. They would never let nope. him
1: put that shit out. I agree. And a good a good segue. If you want, we can kind of
3: talk about what Paul and Gene. Jean- Thought about the album in the the book Behind the Mask. Yeah, why not? Why don't you tell us what they did? Because usually we do this in the beginning, but I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, but that's
1: a a good segue. So first of all, Ace gives it a five. Of course, it's his own album. Paul Stanley says, I'd give Ace's solo album close to three. Really, Paul? Because it was honest. It was surprising for Ace because I didn't think he was going to do anything that good. Gee, thanks. I was worried whether or not he was going to be able to even make an album. When I heard it, I said, all right, Ace, very cool. Okay. And then you go to Gene. And of course, fucking Gene cannot give Ace any credit here. So he starts off with this big, long thing about how he's got I got to Pretty much, I have to shit on Ace first. Then I'll tell you what I think of the album. Ace's judgments have been clouded since the beginning, and that's being kind. I clearly remember, even when we were in a band, that I was saying, right, you can sing. Then he starts bashing. He's, he's going back and forth. He's like, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too. I don't think he knew his left foot from his right foot. I still think he's a little out there. Three stars.
3: <laughs> like really, Gene? Like I you, you always, gotta, th- I always think, is that shit cut off? Like you know the way it's worded. Did he really say it like that? And go, I think he's off. Like, hey, tell us I about know, Ace's album and end it with like that.
1: I know. I know. Right. But. I don't, but Another, and and, and Peter, Peter, Chris loved it. He thought New York groove was a great song. Um, But one interesting thing that Zeus and I were talking about, you know, before we started recording. So if you have behind the mask, it goes through every album in every song, including the solo albums with the exception of aces and Peters for behind the mask. It only has one little thing about rip it out. And one little thing about fractured mirror. Yeah. We won't t- we won't talk about Peter's album right now cuz when we do that review we'll get into that but I thought that was very interesting how all the other solo albums they cover every song and have different quotes from producers and engineers or other members this has one comment from Ace on Rip It Out and one comment from Ace on Fractured Mirror and that's it I thought that was very interesting because that deserves a little bit more than just that
3: Yeah So revisiting this album honestly, when we go into album reviews, we always like, okay, I, you start listening to the album consistently. And so, yeah. so I've been listening to this album a lot lately. Nothing in here really changed my opinion. I've always, I've known these songs very well. So, uh, my opinion really hasn't changed. It's kind of reinforced what I always thought about this album. And, um, yeah, if I was Kiss back then, I was t- like, wow, Hey, fucking ace. Good for you. um, and I like it. I, I've always liked this album. Uh, I'm curious to see where we rank everything. But before we do, do you have any final thoughts you want to say? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Before we get into the rankings, I, I'll say this. Um, this album is still extremely overrated. Okay. There are people <laughs> out th- there, are pe- there. There are people out there. There is, To me, there is no way that, and, and obviously it's, it's opinion. So bear with me here. I don't see how you can listen to this album. And tell me that it is better than Paul Stanley's solo album. I don't understand that. Okay? You can tell me that it's good. You can tell me that it's great. But top to bottom, no way. That being said, I will say I came out of this because when we do our album reviews, we we spend a lot of time with these albums, listening to them all the time. Maybe you spend more time listening to one song more than another. I came out of this liking this album more than I did previously because i'll be honest with you this is not an album i go to a lot it's not rip it out it's one of my all-time favorites speeding back to my baby is good the rest of the album is okay but i came out of this being like okay it it's it's a little bit better than i thought but it's still tremendously overrated and it and it will never it will never be the best solo album it just won't um and that's everybody's right to think that i think people are enamored with the different sounding things on this it's very very ace like it's very rock and edgy and drug induced and alcohol induced and hazy and crazy and then that's cool um but for eight songs and an instrumental there's just no way it's even remotely close to being the best solo album but it's it's decent enough but it's still still very overrated in my book
3: well let's get to the songs then first tom nine songs you want to go first or should i you can go first go ahead Number nine for me. I'm in need of love. Number nine for me. Ozone. (laughs) I thought that was going there. Number eight for me. Ozone. Number eight for me. New York groove. What? (laughs) Yep. Number seven for me. Snowblind. Okay. Number seven for me. I need some love. Wow. 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 Number six for me. Fractured mirror. Number six for me. Wiped out. I do want to make this comment though. Sure. Six and above. Actually almost seven and above, or kind of um uh, seven to four, I should say. Okay, we're all over the place, like I could okay. thank them at any point, okay, my top three were the same, my bottom two weren't changing either, okay so, uh number five for me, what's on your mind? Wow, number five for me, snowblind
1: four for me
3: wiped out
1: four for me, fractured mirror yep,
3: and that's wiped out, I said from ace Fraley. Ace Fraley, not the fat
1: boys. Oh, that's a great song. I love that. <laughs> that's better. The fat boys Wipeout out is better than Ace Fraley wiped out. <laughs> Print it. That's the quote. I want you to come away with that quote from this album review. Fat boys Wipeout out better than Ace Fraley wiped out. It wasn't just
3: the fat boys it was the beach boys too, right? Absolutely. Yep. All right. Number three for me. And these top three have always been the top three. And it's always been the same order. Number three is New York roof Okay same thing for me these
1: top three Have been the same for me number three what's on your mind Number two For me
3: rip one Out
1: yeah we got the same One and two flip-flop number two for me is Speeding back to my baby
3: Number one speeding Back to my baby Yep. my number One is rip it out yep Yeah um Well kind of a little bit Predictable except What's on your mind is probably a little higher for most people yeah and, you know but it's such a, a great song. And it again uh, it's, it's uh, this is why we do these we have opinions and uh, we love sharing them and doing lists. Now comes the even more fun part. Yep. let's compare this to the other albums we've reviewed so far, Tom. Okay. So this isn't just the whole kiss discography. this is the albums that we've reviewed so far only so yep. we've reviewed kiss. Dressed to Kill, Rock and Roll Over, Ace Fraley, <laughs> Gene Simmons, From Kiss, Paul Stanley, Unmasked, Creatures of the Night, Animalize, Asylum, Hot in the Shade, Psycho Circus, Monster. Mm-hmm. So do you have your rankings for the album covers? you want to tell us? I have them. Yep. So my album
1: covers are. Uh number 1 Rock and Roll Over Creatures of the Night Gene Simmons Dress to Kill Kiss Debut Paul Stanley Unmasked Psycho Circus Hot in the Shade Asylum Monster Animalize Okay Where do you put this Okay Uh again it's the solo albums I l- absolutely love these It is fantastic uh, but it's not better than jeans. Cause jeans, my guy, I'm putting him right behind Jean and above dress to kill. So he will be the fourth. Whoa. best. Oh, yep. He will be the fourth best album cover. It'll go rock and roll over creatures of the night. Jean Simmons, ACE frilly. I love these. And I love this picture of ACE, the colors, the tinting of
3: the blue is just spectacular to me. So I'm putting it number four. Wow. Yep. Tom, for me, I always had, I had my list like this rock and roll over. Gene Simmons, from Kiss, "Dressed to Kill," "Creatures of the Night," Kiss, Paul Stanley, "Asylum," "Monster," "Psycho Circus," "Unmask," "Hot in the Shade," "Animalize." Mm-hmm. I am putting, hmm, I am now. putting him at not not too far from you. I am putting him at number five. Okay. Uh, behind, I'm behind still Dressed going. To kill,
1: behind, creatures of the night. Okay, yeah.
3: Rock and roll over. Gene Simmons, dress to kill. Creatures of the night. The original cover, not the Bruce on no makeup cover. Yep. Uh, Ace Frehley, <laughs> and then the uh, Kiss debut. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. It's just yeah. iconic artwork. It's just you yeah. can't take your eyes. You can't take your eyes off it. You Here know? comes the best part. We're gonna rank these <sighs> against the albums we reviewed and how we rank the total packaged album you want to read your ranking so far
1: I will do that okay number one for me dress to kill then we go to kiss debut rock and roll over Paul Stanley solo unmasked hot in the shade asylum creatures of the night Gene Simmons uh, animalize psycho circus and number 12 last is monster okay okay Okay, so you guys know how I feel about this album. However, Rip It Out carries this album a little bit more for me. It picks up a lot of the slack and so does Speeding Back to My Baby. But there's still a ton of dead weight on this album. I can't bring it rank it too high. So for that, I'm putting it behind Asylum and above Creatures of the Night. Ace fairly solo will be number eight for me.
3: The fact you have it above Creatures of the Night, yeah. most people are like, wow, he has that so high. And then someone has to realize, well, he doesn't think very highly of Creatures of the Night.
1: Nope, nope, because Um, because the songs on here, Rip It Out and Speeding Back to My Baby, if there wasn't so much dead weight on this, this album would be higher, but that's one of the reasons why I always shit on this album, because there's so much dead weight. But Rip It Out, specifically in Speeding Back to My Baby, lift this up a little bit more. I'll be honest with you. I, I I would listen to Ace Freely's solo album before I listen to Creatures of the Night.
3: So figured you'd say that. Yep. All right. I have my top 12 so far ranked like this: Rock and Roll Over, Creatures of the Night, Kiss Debut, Paul Stanley, Dress to Kill, Hot in the Shade, Asylum, Animalize, Psycho Circus, Gene Simmons from kiss unmasked and then monster where do i put ace i don't know man this This is this is good yeah so this is the problem i'm putting ace right underneath hot in the shade i'm putting him at number asylum above asylum above animalized above cycle above asylum Asylum. i'm only one ahead of you and and I like this so much more than you do. That's why I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm looking at this. I'm like, what do I have? The big difference in our takes, Tom, because we unmasked. both have Hot in the Shade. Yeah, it's unmasked. Yep. So it's almost like I, it's like two albums because yep. you have unmasked, and I love Creatures of the Night. You don't even like it at all. No. So when I look at these, I would say I love the top, you know, seven, and then eight through thirteen have. Uh, but I mean, I, I still love them I, better than everybody else. I, I can't believe uh, you have Ace albums.
1: above Asylum. Wow. Gosh, easily, easily,
3: easily above Asylum. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't. The, I knew I was going to put him above Asylum. I was just wow. Be I put above Hot in the Shade, but I have a soft spot for that. Wow.
1: Okay. Interesting. Interesting yeah. take on this one. Wow. Yeah. The so. Ace, the Ace Cult is going to be coming at us with torches and pitchforks. Holy
3: shit. How can you say Aces is better than they'll give a shit about Hot in the Shade? But how can you give a shit about that? You say Rock and Roll Over, kiss. Put it this way, put
1: put it. uh, I agree. Put it this way. For all the shit we give people about Ace Cult, me and you are the captains of the Hot in the Shade Cult.
3: Yeah,
1: admittedly, admittedly, that's okay.
3: We we wave that flag. Absolutely.
1: Um, Yep. Absolutely.
3: So, Tom, that was a nice album review. Now we move on to our
2: question of the week hi this is Ed Spansberg of Clickteshop.com and for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise please visit clickteshop.com. at ClickT-Shop, you can find lots of kiss inspired t-shirt designs plus mugs hats hoodies pillows and all new fine art selections and now here's your question of the week
1: All right, so you heard from him before, but our good friend Nige, uh, awesome Patreon supporter of the show, we love him. So he gets the question of the week here, and he says, what do you think would have happened if KISS had decided to go down the more traditional route of one frontman slash lead singer rather than two? Presuming that they they would have decided on Paul as the lead singer. Do you think that it would have upset the band dynamic, that Gene would have gotten pissed off with a supporting role and the band may have faded out after a couple albums? Do you think the overall number of classic Kiss songs would have been smaller because Paul could not have carried off many of the classic songs that Gene does? Or do you think it would have made no difference at all because after all, a great song is a great song and they still would have had all the other stuff like the visuals and the live show to wow the audiences regardless?
3: Cheers, keep doing what you're doing, Night take it, Zeus. What do you think of this one? I'm trying to picture this, it, it and they're not going to be as big. Number one, because the way the, that the Peter songs go, Paul can sing obviously all the A songs, that's fine.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep,
3: um, he can't p- sing songs in the demon persona, but he could sing Dr. Love, like sex stuff, he mm-hmm. could sing Christine 16 we know we like the version of God of Thunder. We but do the way that it came out jeans version. Yeah. I don't think Paul can pull that off. He can't. I mean, could he've pulled off Beth? Yeah, but he's not pulling off Black Diamond. He's not pulling off nothing to lose. Um, I don't think I think Gene would could you know, b- bite his tongue and be like, well, for the good of the band, I'm making money. Go ahead. Do your best. I don't think his egos, I think it's the opposite. There's no fucking way that Paul would stay in the band. If Gene was the only one singing, he would have left. He would have been Mm -hmm. like, I need to do my own thing. But I think Gene could hold back and be like, you know what? I'll help you, Paul. Why don't we try this? You know, I I just, I, I think that would work, but I don't think the band would be as big.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think the issues would have come from interpersonal band dynamics like gene being jealous or whatever i honestly think the problem would have been that the thing that put kiss on the map and the thing that attracted the fans was the differing lead vocals whether it's peter doing beth or peter doing nothing to lose or black diamond and and gene doing god of thunder and gene doing she gene doing deuce and cold gin and watching you and parasite that 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 made kiss alive the album what it was and that made kiss what it was so it's a great question nige and i think it's something that people people love to do what ifs with kiss i think that what's that's what makes the fandom so amazing is that kiss is such a unique band that there are endless what ifs but yeah i don't i don't think it would have i don't think that the dynamic would have mattered i think the fans would have would have been now of course you go back the fans would have known no difference but knowing what we know now I don't think it would have worked. And I don't, th- I don't, I don't think it would have been as successful. Kiss would not have been the band that they were. Having those multiple lead singers gave the band the success that they had.
3: But uh, the other part to this is they kind of did the whole, we're the Beatles, but a yeah. heavier four of yep. us, four individuals, exactly. four exactly. singers. Like, yep, exactly. That
1: would take away from that. Yep. But Nige, great question, buddy. Thank you. And of course, thank you as always for being a uh, part of the Patreon family. We appreciate that very much. So thank you, buddy. Great
3: question. So tell us a little bit about some, uh, stuff about us there, Tom, then. All right. All right. So, uh, as we just read here, you know, you
1: guys send us emails. Okay. And that is at shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shouted at gmail.com. Send us feedback, send us questions for the show. Big part of this, uh, show is reading a question. Every episode, we do that. And of course, getting episode feedback, ideas for shows, comments, whatever. Please use the email, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And then, of course, we're very active on all the social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send us DMs on all of those. Um, our Facebook group, the Shout it Out Loudcasters, is growing by the day. We're past 2,500 members. That's amazing, guys. Thank you. Just a fun place to share pictures and stories and ask questions and get into some toxic free kiss. T- kiss talk kiss discussion so jump in on that and of course we are part of the amazing pantheon podcast network of shows tons of great shows all different genres uh we got the great martin Popoff off on there i know you guys are fans of his he's a, a, a rock journalist extraordinaire and then we have some of our friends on there two decibel geek cobras and fires those guys they're all on uh on pantheon so great bunch of family shows there check them out and um of course, as we said with our, our question of the week, we got our buddy Ed over at Click T Shop selling great Kiss-inspired merchandise, including
3: Shout It Out Loud ca- cast gear as well. So check him out, Click T Shop. Click with a K. Yeah. So the other aspect, Tom, is that people can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Please uh, feel free to contact us. If you have questions, comments, anything else you want to uh, uh, talk to us about. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You do. Channel. Uh, that's constantly growing as well. And we appreciate the feedback there. Um, give us one of those five star, star child reviews on Apple iTunes. We appreciate those as well. And we always will read them when we get them. And uh, I always like to repeat the email because I think that's always our funnest way for us to get interaction from you guys because you guys mm-hmm. can go as long as you like. And that is at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget our Patreon account and uh, patreon.com or the Patreon app. If you want to help and uh, contribute to the cause here, we'd appreciate it. Before we jump into famous
1: last words, I want to give a special shout out to a very important uh, fan of the show, dedicated fan of the show, our Boston buddy, John uh also known as moving on 266 on twitter boston buddy he sent us copies of the kiss alive 35 show from boston burn the cd's for us and we can't thank him enough for that john that is a awesome thing you did for us we are unbelievably grateful for that we thank you for taking the time sending us those can't wait to sink our teeth into them and really take a look at that cuz neither one of us got to go to those shows so again john shout out to you Thank you for that. Thank you for being a big fan of the show and always interacting with us. We appreciate it very much.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that. That was real great. Thanks again, John. So ready for those last words moving around? I get in trouble
1: when I'm feeling so low and out of my mind, babe. I don't want to burst your bubble girl.
3: You know, the reason why. (laughs) Oh, uh, <sighs> All right. Settle down. So I went to the table and reached for a bottle and poured me a glass of wine. Took a few sips, looked around, and I was feeling fine. But an hour along, coming on strong, I was getting drunk. <sighs> Next thing I knew, I looked at you. I was blind as a skunk.
1: Can you imagine Paul or Gene being like, that's perfect. Let's put that on rock and roll over.
3: Move over Detroit Rock City. We have a new king of the Kiss catalog. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, Tom, thank you very much. Kiss Army, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Love you guys. See you next time.
1: Guys, thank you so much. We always appreciate you guys so much. Uh, We're anxious to see what everybody thinks about the Ace solo album. We know there's the Ace cult out there. Let's see how big it is. Thank you, guys. And Zeus, as always, thank you, my friend. Peace out, Girl Scout.